better or worse, the relationship between science, film, and media has long been intertwined. We're here to dissect that relationship, turning it inside out for all to see. And throughout the years, one truth has revealed itself. You don't need good science to make a good movie. But it sure makes it better. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name's Kenan Smith, and my quarantine skill is making tortillas. Uh, hey, all you cool cats and kittens! My name is Sean Crossan, <laughs> and uh, my quarantine skill is feeding my husband to a tiger. Okay. Um, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Michael Pace, uh, and I I guess. Um, I guess that my quarantine skill is going 30 days without sex because a robot tells me to. Okay, hold on. Let's, uh, okay, hold, wait, one sec. All right. Um, all right. So mine wasn't a reference to anything. I just learned how to make tortillas. I got Sean's reference. <laughs> um, Pace, I'm going to have to ask that you tell me. Uh-huh exactly what this is in reference to yeah i was waiting would you like to know i was waiting for like sure? a, for like a mike exotic something like that but like nothing yeah, yeah, do, yeah, you, yeah. do you know uh do you know how netflix has really been like getting into that reality tv scene recently mm-hmm. oh yes with some other with some of their, uh, their quality content mm-hmm. uh there's one that recently came out called too hot to handle where they throw 10 horny hot folk together on an island and tell them they can't have sex for a month because and there's a ro- there's a robot siri who's english who tells them they can't do it oh my god oh um, my god this sounds like the best thing listen okay it's- listeners i've recently gotten into the bachelorette and i don't know why no one told me how fucking funny this show is Kenan. but pace this is a whole nother level and i'm very excited you did you should watch it because it's that same level of, of just completely terrible and uh cringeworthy humor and despicability i'm excited i'm extremely excited yeah i think we really need to take a second and just acknowledge how great pace did at yes ending that bit he that was really good normally i just didn't get the reference normally completely just just glosses over everything but instead this time he was like i'm gonna come back at you with a reference so powerful that neither Mm -hmm. of you two understand it what i saw at the beginning of pace pace's little segment was what i thought was floundering but pace instead was putting on a mining helmet and a chisel and digging out the deepest reference that's that's what i did Possibly yes. could have. Uh-huh. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's a special moment for me because I'm not normally able to pull that off. Was very so. I'm extremely proud of um, you right now. That's good. Thank you. I will also watch... What's it called? Too Hot to Handle? It's called Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe there's... A, so there's a robot that mm-hmm. tells them not there's, to have sex. Okay. Is it like Smart House, but for people who want to fuck? <laughs> I think so. It's called Fuck House. Um, there's 10 very, very hot people, and they have they get to this island. They think it's going to be a great summer of just like banter and flirting and sex. And then there's right. a robot with an English accent who's like, little do they know, <laughs> I'm going to tell them in 12 hours after they arrive, you can't have sex on this island. Greetings. Welcome to the uh, welcome to Too Hot to Handle Island. No intercourse. Or what she says, phrases, self-gratification. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so- does no the robot have like a Mrs. Doubtfire sort of accent? <laughs> oh, hello, duties. Yeah, her, name's, her name is Lana. My name is Lana. No cranking your hog today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. What? 
Listen, hey, Pace, you may be really happy. We're gonna I so I just finished up season nine of The Bachelorette and I need mm-hmm. something to fill that very specific this void. Will fill that void. Okay. It will it will fill the void. Your void will be overflowing. Yeah, but no one on the this, island's void will show. be overflowing because Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> is there to stop them. Oh my god. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Guys. We should, we should. I love this topic so much. We should probably talk about the core. Right, that's fine. The yeah, core. I guess we need to tell the audience who, if if you're joining us for the first time, I deeply apologize. Uh, oh God, this yeah. is a podcast where we watch yeah, movies that are science fiction or science adjacent, and we talk about whether or not the science in those movies is any good or is at the very least entertaining. Yeah, and sometimes we talk about random tangents. But how can you not talk about a robot that tells you not to have sex? But no fucking yeah. <laughs> But this week, we watched uh, The Core, which... When did this movie come out? 2006? Two, like fuck. 2003. No, 2003. Yeah. yeah, it's 2003, 2003 my dude. 2003. Uh, the movie The Core, it's starring... Hold on, here we go. Just Aaron reaching into the ma- memory banks. Hillary starring Swank. Two-Face. Is it Hillary uh, Swank? Hillary right? Swank. Mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci. Uh, Delroy Lindo. Yep. And... Keep going. And who's who's the guy that that <laughs> plays the president or some important white dude in almost all films? Uh, Richard Jenkins. Wait, no, he's is not the him? president. He's like the general. Well, whatever guy is the male astronaut. Oh, male oh, astronaut Bruce Greenwood. Guy. Bruce Greenwood. You're talking yeah, about. He's, he's like, are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, professional yeah, yeah. boy scout. Sorry, I thought you were reaching for Stanley Tucci, National no, Treasure Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Okay. I would never forget the Tucci. I I think you need to keep going because you still haven't reached the most important character in this film. DJ Qualls? DJ Qualls! <laughs> the 90s hacker and star of The New Guy Returns, DJ Qualls. He's pretty great, yeah. He is uh, a human caricature in this movie. and it's Pretty much, yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he literally... Oh, God, there's a fucking scene where they're like, we need you to hack the Internet. And he's like, I'm going to need Hot Pockets and all the Xena tapes that you have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I need to (laughs) masturbate and eat microwave food. Oh, God. You want me to hack the planet? He literally says, do you want me to hack the planet? Yes, Johnny, hack the planet. And in case anyone is wondering, a a trope that has never, has still to this day not died. uh, This hacker does indeed crack his finger, uh, crack his fingers before he hacks every single time. You can't type with like rigid knuckles, Ken, and everyone knows that. You he does that little thing where you put your palms out and you like crack them and it's like a let's get to work. Yeah. Let's hack this bread. Oh man, I know. It's it's wild. But you know what? So this movie is very wild. Why don't we cover our disclaimers and then we'll go into the plot because there are that so seems like many good fucking idea. insane things in this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> so. I may have to take Pace's disclaimers and put them at the beginning of this episode because he talked about edging for 10 that minutes. That sounds fine. So, <laughs> What did I talk about? Um, go ahead. Disclaimers? Yes. Yeah, so as, as my co-hosts have alluded to, this is sometimes a podcast about science. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is maintain that science, that, that scientific... Um, standard that we have upheld throughout the couple of years of us doing this show almost three years now stop now that i, I think can't about think it. about this oh my God. i can't um and uh so you might hear some some complicated uh some complicated words some some science adjacent lexicon that we're gonna break down and make it easier for you to for you to understand but not that you're stupid because we're also stupid but it's just that you know Sometimes we have such niche, useless understandings of things that it doesn't work out very well for everyone else. And so we're also going to say some bad words, too, to go along with the good words. Mm-hmm. 
bad words that would be inappropriate for children. Yep. Uh, or your grandmother. Or her, really anyone and with a weak constitution. <laughs> a yes. weak constitution. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so buckle up and, and listen. And once you have that, uh, understand it, and then you can listen to us. If they don't have perf- if they don't have proficiency in their con saving throws, there's really no point in even listening. There's to no the show. point. That's barbarians true. and fighters yeah, yeah, yeah. only. Otherwise, fuck off. And paladins. What would you say is the con? Uh, what's the con score required for this show? With this show, would you say like a sixteen? Uh, well, I would say at least a fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably get, even get away with a twelve if you have like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. A high deck score. Maybe I you would can say some of that. Con score fourteen and up, age thirteen and under. Wait, and over. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> con score fourteen and up, age thirteen and over. Uh for this uh-huh. podcast. So if you're an, okay. a preteen, fuck off. None of this. Wow. Jeez. None of this for you. Okay. Go ahead. Go watch TikTok or yep. something. Go watch TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. I just, you guys just aged about fifty years right in front of me. Yeah, go get uh <laughs> go watch your vine tube.com your vine tube. yeah your van tube pace that was beautifully said i appreciate Thanks. that you're bringing your fucking a game today on this sunday of recording oh thank you mm-hmm. i'm trying i'm my best on sunday speaking hey. of a game no. oh i'm sorry sean was about to do a transition I, so i'm gonna let him i was do just it. gonna tell i was gonna say and because you nailed the disclaimers you know you don't have to worry about flubbing the plot because you thank don't God. have to do the plot this the week because you did it last week yeah which, that's that, correct Ken, correct i did yeah which means we are going to face off ken and you and me we're going to roll sean and i are going to enter the thunderdome and one man enter, two men enter two men enter <laughs> one man leaves and does the plot well no i guess yes. we've done this joke before i think the guy who dies does the plot so <laughs> two men enter i don't think anyone's i don't think anyone's died one yet man enters plot, so this could be a first that's fair i'm gonna stop doing this joke and roll some dice okay let's okay, do it cool. let's do it here we go okay I think joke is in quotes oh. there for sure. I got a fourteen. I got an eighteen. <laughs> All right, sounds like so, I'm nice, not going to do the plot. <laughs> I guess I'm doing the plot. See, I don't always roll low. That's true, actually. Did you actually roll a fourteen? Yeah, I did. You want to see? Okay, no, I, I believe. Hold on. No, let me just move my fourteen. Can anyone can hold up a die to the? Oh, it's an actual d twenty. Wow. Yeah, mine's a spin. You're actually, down. you're not. Cheating. I like the. We've been rolling for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and I've been doing the plot every single time Sean and I face off. And then the one time he loses, he's like, "You're cheating." I didn't say I was. I didn't say you were cheating. <laughs> you did. I was just curious. You did about- ask for receipts. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, Kenan. You're the only person on the show who has actually lied about what their die roll was. So I, I can never trust you again. Have never lied about anything in my entire life. Mm-hmm. This is right. Suspects. Of course. <laughs> I've only ever yeah. told mm-hmm. absolute truths. I'm going to fucking do this plot, guys. I'm going to do this plot. Do it. Please do. And so, Please do it quickly. Yeah, I'm going to do it as fast as I can. But there's a lot of buckwild shit in this movie. Also, normally I watch it the day before, and it's been a few days. So, All right. I think you yeah, got true. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race you, okay? What does that mean? You're going to time me? No, I just got to pee. You're right back. He's leaving. He's leaving for your plot He's explanation. Leaving. Should I start the plot? How or should we disres- just... Uh, yes, please go. You want me to start? He doesn't need to be here for this. Yes. All right. Okay. So the very first scene of the movie is like some, some scene in... I don't know. It looks like some major city. And maybe to me, it looks kind of like Atlanta. I don't know why, but that's what kind of popped into my mind. But I don't... I honestly don't know where it was taking Atlanta place. Bias over here. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like a businessman... And his group, and they're like, where do you go nail this pitch? Like, let's go deliver this awesome pitch to the fucking business people. And then all of a sudden, this dude, 
who has no name because he dies, just drops dead on the table. Mm -hmm. And then you see, as the scene sort of pans out from this building to the surrounding area in the streets, random cars are just crashing into people. Random people are just dropping dead at this like carnival. And there's just this big chaotic scene. And you're like, oh, shit, people are dying, I guess, but only some people and everyone else seems unaffected. And then we cut to a scene at a school where Aaron Eckhart, who's like the protagonist of the movie, Mm -hmm. is lecturing for students about geomagnetism because he's a geomagnetist, apparently, whatever that means. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, he's a geomancer. It's a subset of uh, geophysics. (laughs) He's a geomancer. And uh, two, you know, FBI agents show up and they're like, you need to come with us because this is this is what happens to scientists. Apparently, every scientist is just fucking waiting for the day when someone shows up and they're like, your country needs you. We just. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. So we all they, crave it. We all just seek it. Yeah. That validation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so and this college they, professor is the only only man who can save the planet every single fucking time. So they mm-hmm. take him. Uh, they're like, we, your country needs you. He's like, OK. And he uh, He's like, okay. hooks up with his... They also grab his buddy, who Serge, played by... Oh, Sergei. shit. <laughs> Wait, I thought you knew this. Checky Cario? Yeah. Fuck, I probably sure. pronounced that so bad. Whatever. I'm going to say that you did. I'm not looking yeah. at the name, but I will say that you did. Um, yeah, but his friend Serge, who's a fellow scientist, who's a weapons specialist... They both convene at some government facility and the general of like the U.S. military or something, um, one major general, shows them a room with like a bunch of bodies. And he was like, at blah, blah, blah time, all these people fucking drop dead and we need to know like what happened. And of course, Aaron Eckhart is like looking at them for five seconds and is like, they all have pacemakers. Mm -hmm. There must have been a EMP pulse or something. And the general is like, could this have been caused by a weapon? And they basically say, no, it couldn't have been. And he goes, cool. That's all I cared about. <laughs> just, <Bye. laughs> and then just, just is like, go about your business and just sends him back to work. Like not worried why 32 people just died randomly because their pacemakers all fucking stopped at the same time. Right? I also want to yeah. point out too, that like, uh, this is the scene where, uh, the movie tells us that Aaron Eckhart is the smartest person on the planet because they yes. they bring him in and he's like pacemakers here are the reasons why you called us in it could only be pacemakers and the government of the the military man is like wow your reputation precedes you and his colleague looks at him he goes you're scary sometimes you know that no one does that even if someone is extremely smart well, and they come to a logical true. conclusion people aren't like wow oh my god oh my god you you were right we were right to call you here you were you're extremely intelligent well if there's one thing we know about Aaron Eckhart is it doesn't leave anything to chance no he doesn't <laughs> right oh god he wouldn't do that he would not do that he never would what a reference yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna just plow right there because this movie's got a lot of fucking shit so they we go back with aaron eckhart he's in his lab with like his grad students which there's some fucking wild shit that happens here and he's looking at no wait hold on there's another scene sorry there's a terror scene where we cut to back up sean back up we cut to london Oh my god! And there's just this fucking family hanging out in London, and we have to talk about this minutia because it's so fucking crazy. The shit that they do in this movie, um, and there's just a bunch of pigeons in the middle of the city, and this mm-hmm. family is like taking a picture, and then all of a sudden, some of the birds just start dropping out of the sky, and the rest of the giant flock of birds just start 
flying at people and flying at all, like the sides of buildings. So these birds are like just losing their minds. It looks like they're attacking people, but they're also just like smashing into these giant buildings and breaking the glass because they're flying so fucking fast at it, apparently. And then <laughs> we cut back to Aaron Eckhart in his lab with his PhD students and they're watching this video on YouTube and they're like, whoa, this is so weird. And of course, Aaron Eckhart is like, how do birds travel? And they're like, magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. And so he's starting to connect the dots that maybe the bird thing and the pacemaker thing are related. So he tells his students, he's like, look up all the events that have happened like this, like anywhere across the world, like try and figure out what's going on with them. And he's like reading some books and his students say a line where they're like, we don't have time for this. And he looks at me, he's like, I'll sign your dissertation right now. He's like, sign your dissertation right now. Which is not a thing. Like, that's not how anything works. Yes, that's not how it works. Like, but we will, yeah, it's basically, we should just talk about it now because it's so minor. But like, when you get a PhD, you have a supervisory committee of other scientists that like sign off on your work that you present to it. There's not just like a form floating around that if your PI signs it, you just become a PhD. That's not how it fucking works. So it was very dumb. Um, but essentially, Aaron Eckhart ends up figuring out that, oh, all of these crazy events are happening because the Earth's magnetic field is starting to fall apart. And he doesn't know why, but he knows it's happening. And he knows that in the movie, this signals the end of days. This is the fucking apocalypse. So him and his friend, Serge, are... Uh, he basically confronts stanley tucci who's like a famous scientist who's giving these talks he goes up to stanley tucci and is like hey you you need to know like the end of the world is coming i did some calculations i need you to look over them and make sure they're correct Mm -hmm. and of course stanley tucci's like i'm too important for this blah 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 and then he looks at it and is like oh fuck the end of the world is coming um (laughs) so he (laughs) how can i take credit for this yes it's so weird so he contacts like the general guy and uh, the general gets Surge and um, Aaron. I'm just going to fucking call him Aaron. Two-Face. They grab him and they're like, hey, can you explain to us why the world is ending? Aaron Eckhart in a room of a bunch of fucking military people is trying to break down the complicated science for them. Mm-hmm. So he grabs a peach from a buffet, which is like a really weird buffet item to have. <laughs> just it's very strange puts it on a fork you don't, there, a peach is not an easily accessible a fruit whole, to i want to say you got a, a whole yeah, just peach. a whole peach just a yes. whole peach not like cut up not, not like a, a fruit not a peach salad slice. as pace is no. saying there are requirements for consuming a peach and one of them is that they are already pre-sliced so that you can eat it very carefully in a business setting or a professional setting but instead <laughs> they have given a peach to these people so that they can slobber upon them like fucking so animals. So you can chomp on it. Yeah. Like an apple. Which might explain why they're all untouched just sitting on the buffet. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, so True. Aaron Eckhart grabs his peach, puts it on a fork, and he asks like the general, he's like, do you have a bottle of air freshener? And they're like, uh, go get him air freshener. So they send like a fucking guard out. He's explained to them that like <laughs> the Earth's magnetic sphere is uh, disintegrating or like going away. And without that, the Earth's atmosphere is going to be destroyed and all these bad apocalyptic events are going to happen and then we're all going to die. And he literally, Stanley Tucci holds the peach on a fork and <laughs> Aaron Eckhart just lights the air freshener on fire and just sprays it into the peach. <laughs> and they're like, that's what's going to happen to the Earth. And uh, 
It's a bit dramatic. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So it's insane. And I know, yeah. So then they're like, well, we're all going to die. There's nothing we can do about it. Like, you can't drill to the center of the earth. And the Stanley Tucci goes, what if we could? <laughs> so then enter <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Hold on. Delroy Lindo mm-hmm. as Brazelton, which is a wild fucking name. It's extremely good. They go to his uh, lab in the desert and he starts explaining to them like he's made this laser beam sort of thing that just fucking disintegrates like mountainsides and rock and shit. So they're like, we can use this to drill into the earth. And he's also made a, uh, I guess some sort of alloy or something. I don't know. He's made some new element called unobtainium just like in fucking avatar it's so, it's so good it's the the agreed upon secret metal of all oh science fiction God. yeah yep because yep. they're like okay well you've had this laser but like how do we fucking get down to the earth like it's gonna be full of like liquid hot metal and shit and we don't know exactly what the mantle's made of in the earth He's like don't worry i made this fucking new element called unobtainium mm-hmm. and I'm going, and they're like, so can you build like a fucking ship out of it, essentially, that's got this laser on the front of it so we can drill down into Earth? And he's like, yes, of course. And this, he was like, it'll take 10 years. And the government's like, how much money do you need? And he was like, well, I can do it in three months. (laughs) Fucking. Yeah, he was like, he was like, how much like would $10 you million yeah, dollars or how much would you need in order to do it in three months? And he was like, ten billion dollars. And then the government guy goes, Will you take a check? And I, and then God, the scene I ends, know. and I assume <laughs> the scientist says, No, I wouldn't be able to cash it. Can you please just wire it to me or something? Yeah. Probably, but they skip they that. They do part. skip it's that fucking, part. Right. It's fucking set up. So basically I know this is plots going on for a while, but there's a lot of fucking moving parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. They so they're starting to build the ship, and in the meantime, the U.S. government is like, well, we need to... So the, the plan is they're going to build the ship, they're going to tunnel down to the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. and then they are going to detonate nuclear warheads in order to restart the Earth's core. So apparently the Earth's core has stopped spinning, and that is why the magnetic field is falling apart. And so they're trying to restart it with a bunch of explosions. In the meantime, the U.S. is like, well, we can't let everybody fucking lose their shit about the fact that the magnetic sphere on the Earth is depleting. Assuming that, one, no other country has figured this out at all. And two, that (laughs) you can just fucking (laughs) keep everybody in the dark with one hacker. So they hire a hacker to hack the Earth, basically, to completely suppress any of this news getting out and just Mm -hmm. keep keep everybody not concerned about the earth's magnetic field disappearing yep and this works uh and so basically they they build the ship they drop into the mariana trench in the mm-hmm. middle of the ocean because it's one of the deepest parts on the like surface of the crust i guess so they're like oh we'll dive in here yeah because it honestly doesn't make any fucking sense because they're literally tunneling to the center of the Earth. The relative distance of, of starting yeah. just anywhere versus in the Marianas Trench compared to the, the right, length of to distance the to the center of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. The Mariana Trench is deep, but not relative to how deep you're actually digging. Like yes. how It's not like the mantle's fucking right <laughs> yeah. there. It's still a lot of crust. So It was just an opportunity for them to mention the Marianas Trench. Yeah, it was very dumb. So they... Let's say they fucking get into the earth safely somehow. Mm-hmm. 
basically mm-hmm. the rest of the movie they they're just like tunneling through the earth no problem they just are like melting the the ground in front of them mm-hmm. and their ship is completely fine they reach the mantle and of course there's a scene where they're like we don't know what's in the mantle they hit this fucking giant geode in the mantle so they're surrounded by like lava and like liquid liquid metal basically and stuff like that yeah. from all the intense pressure of being in the earth they hit this geode which is just an open cavern of fucking like crystals amethyst of amethyst, amethyst. crystals yep. in the middle of the mantle of the earth very which, good cgi in the scene by the way extremely yeah, good fucking makes no sense and of course the, the this sh- movie has awful cgi <laughs> it's complete shit <laughs> It's so bad. The ship that has, it did not age well. Dude, the ship that has been tunneling through solid rock and liquid metal hits these fucking crystals and just stops moving. Yeah. And so then they get out of the ship in the middle of the earth and like hack away the crystal with a fucking laser yeah. or something. They they get out in basically tinfoil suits and helmets, and the minute they walk out of the ship, they're like, well, looks like the temperature holds up for these suits. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? Or, or the fucking pressure. Also, they're using a laser to cut the crystal, which is the same fucking laser that's on the front of the ship that got yes. stopped by the crystal in the first place, which makes no sense. Yes. So they lose... They're fucking astronaut. By the way, they hired astronauts to fucking fly with them. So yep. they lose the main astronaut guy. <laughs> uh, they fucking get back in the ship like in the nick of time. They keep tunneling through. They're like having some issues navigating through like hard crystal material in the earth, basically. Mm-hmm. And they lose a compartment of their ship. So the weapons es- expert, uh, Surge, is arming all the weapons and he's in the room with the nuclear weapons and they have a breach in cabin pressure or something so he's like throwing the nuclear the nuclear detonation devices like out of the door as it's locking down yep. and he gets locked down in there and dies so this is sort of the point where really all hell breaks loose in this fucking movie and I'm going to breeze through it because it's kind of fucking wild, the whole plan. But basically, they're going to... They get to the Earth's liquid core, and they realize that the makeup of the core is less dense than they thought. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to have enough nuclear warheads to like start moving the core properly. So what they do is they segment the ship so that it falls apart in different locations around the core, and they're going to have a coordinated explosion of nuclear weapons to, like, create a wave. Which, I know I'm saying this and it makes no sense, but don't worry, it doesn't make any sense in the fucking movie either. (laughs) Um, And one of them has to fucking sacrifice... What's his name? Brazen or something? Brazel? Brazelton? Brazelton. Brazelhoff. Yeah, Brazelton. Wow, it actually is Brazelton. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has to sacrifice himself by crawling into like a molten hot tunnel in order to like separate the ship's compartments or something. It's the crawl space they use to get in and out of the ship that is exposed to the elements. It makes no fucking sense because they say like the suit's only rated for like half of that temperature. So I'm like, okay, so like th- think about what you're saying, right? Like if I have a suit that's rated for like. 100 degree weather mm-hmm. and i go into 200 degree weather the suit's going to be destroyed instantly i don't understand why yeah. this is like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A and you're talking like oh yeah you're talking about much smaller increments and much smaller 
degrees yeah. than what they're experiencing in this film. Right. He would exactly. have walked out of the cabin and burst into flames. Burst into flames. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But <laughs> but instead, his glasses break on the inside of his hel- helmet. On the inside of his fucking suit. <laughs> oh my god. So so he this is successful. They start uh, Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart are um, so Hillary Sykes piling the ship, and then Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart are the only ones left alive. They are like setting up all these weapons to detonate. They are like sending off compartments of the ship. There's like an accident where the ship hits something. They get Stanley Tucci gets pinned by a nuclear warhead, can't move it, and he gets ejected with the warhead. And they realize that, oh, we're not going to have enough warheads to make, like, we don't have enough plutonium to make the explosion big enough. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Eckhart pulls the plutonium out of the reactor that powers the ship mm-hmm. and puts it next to the nuclear warhead to give some more plutonium. I guess, which is weird. He also pulls pulls the plutonium uh, core out wearing the suit that they use to walk into the center of the earth and burns his hands on the exterior of the canister. <laughs> yeah, it's uh this movie is like riddled with I, i'm gonna i'm just gonna power through we're almost just done finish, finish, just finish we're almost done. do it yes they're doing this coordinated explosion uh the ship has no fucking power because they took the core out of the reactor that powers the ship so him and aaron eckhart and hillary swank are waiting in like their last compartment just floating in the core of the earth just waiting to die as all these warheads are exploding and aaron eckhart has a fucking aha moment where he realizes that quote unobtainium converts heat into energy which doesn't make any sense but what they do is they're like oh the heat from the nuclear explosion will be enough to power the ship out of here i guess so yep they basically just like <laughs> unhook a bunch of wires from the core and like strap it to the wall weld them the to ship. the wall of the ship yes oh god and then after the explosion happens their ship just jump starts and they just like torpedo out of the earth into the Mariana Trench. And then they get rescued because they emit a fucking um, sonar pulse that whales recognize, I guess. And then they pull them out of the water like the government does because they're like, oh, there are whales here. And that's the fucking end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good job, Sean. God, that made me so angry just describing it. The fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where do we want to even begin with this shit? Like all disasters, we should start at the beginning. Pace, did you? It sounded like you had a little bit. Like you say, Kenan, the beginning, mm-hmm. the the initial uh, catalyst of the movie is that the Earth's <laughs> the Earth's course stops spinning. That's correct. Weird. I don't. I. What. <laughs> so in the, movie, the earth's core stops spinning they justify this as some like secret government project called destiny where the, they are able that, to like pinpoint that's what led to the core stopping to spin apparently they're able to sure. pinpoint seismic events somehow but yes. i don't even understand yes. how that would stop the core from spinning that's my question but so anyway i, I think it's a pretty absurd it's it's a pretty absurd absurd initiator but i i think the first thing that i'll say is that if the Earth's core were to suddenly just stop spinning, one of the things they say is that the Earth's electromagnetic field would uh, deteriorate over the span of, what did they say, a year? Or was it like three months? Yeah. Or it, it was, whereas in actuality, it would just stop altogether. It would stop in, in, instantaneously. Right. Right. right it because wouldn't, 
the core generates the field, the spinning core. So if the core wasn't right. spinning, then there's no field. Because by, so it doesn't make any... by, by their like actual definition of why that, that is appearing there, it's like if you turned off a motor, like you turned off your car engine and the car continued to run for an hour. Like, for like a day or something. Yeah, yeah it makes it makes no it sense. It makes zero right. sense. It's yeah. it, it's a plot device for them to have a ticking clock to the to their doom. Correct. Right. But um so I mean I mean that's that's fine. It it's fine. Um what's well, not fine, but it's fine for the movie because then we wouldn't have a movie. That's right. Um That's fine. So <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> that's yes, we fine. had to watch something. DJ Qualls mm-hmm. has to do something. So <laughs> that name. <laughs> DJ Qualls. Um, and and then we have the scene with the birds. And so the birds, mm-hmm. let's say that there is, so birds do use the electromagnetic field for navigation. Right. Yes. D- to, to, during, during the migratory process. Yes. yes. Um, but. But. Birds still have fucking eyes. Yes. So and and wings that work. Yes. <laughs> Birds use the magnetic field to orient themselves over long, long distance travel. Like super long distance. Yes. Like when they're flying from continent to continent and shit like that. They don't fucking use it to fly. Like they they see. Birds have really good vision. Yes. They can just yeah. like fly yeah. around. Yes. They, they, they wouldn't just plummet to the earth and just suddenly be able to not to not fly. Yeah, it's it's planetary orientation, not running, yes. not preventing running into a statue. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's literally like, oh, that direction's north, like then that direction's right. south. Like they they right. know where they are as far as like on the planet, but that's it. Like if we're using our car analogy. Yes. It's like if I turned off maps and then ran into a building. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What a good, what a good parallel. Um, Stupid fucking movie. I, I do want to say that the actual piece of there was so much shitty science in this movie, yes. right? Just, uh, just, just almost so of it was nonsensical. Much. The thing that I thought was most creative and and actually fairly scientifically accurate was the appearance of aurora borealis or the Northern Lights uh, in areas of the Earth in which it normally wouldn't occur. Because how how it normally happens is that the Northern Lights, you know, you only see them in like. Scandinavian countries and you would and you would see them on like near the near the poles right north and south pole mm-hmm. right um and that's because the earth's light, electromagnetic field is is weakest at those two points and and so and how and how that essentially works is that whenever the sun uh it releases charged particles called ions and those essentially excite electrons in the earth's atmosphere and as the electrons come down they release photons which are light and that's what produces uh, the Northern Lights, but in this case, if the if the Earth's electromagnetic field would have just completely dissipated, then you then you really would start to see those that sort of visual effect, mm-hmm. not just at the poles, but over the entire planet. So that that was actually accurate. Um, Except that they saw, didn't they see them during the day? Um, I don't know if I thought uh, I it was. No, it was at night. Yeah, it was at it was night, night or in evening Washington D.C. I think it was D.C. at night. Okay, okay, never mind. Well then, yeah. Hey, Pace, I'm so proud of you for being able to pull one fucking accurate thanks. piece of science on this goddamn movie. Yeah, thanks. I I also somehow managed to learn that apparently the the same scientific phenomena that produces the northern lights is the same thing that produces the uh, type of light you see in neon signs. So that was interesting to oh, me. Oh, interesting. Um, All right. Yeah. Oh. But Ionization, no, aside from that, baby. the movie's shit. 
Well, yeah. and you raise a good point too, because there's another moment in this film where, uh, again, every scene is so riddled with scientific holes. I <laughs> like, am going to find it <laughs> difficult to focus on just one, but there's a scene where there's a lot. We get a quote unquote hole in the magnetosphere uh, that appears uh, in San Francisco. Um, and to Pace's point, if this were to happen, uh, all of this microwave radiation would interact with particles in the, uh, the upper atmosphere and you would Hold on. just get lights again. It wouldn't even be microwave radiation. They say that in the movie, but I don't even think that's a real thing that's that's happening. We should because, look, like micro. We should we should because, absolutely look that up. I think well, you're we right. But well, so you're right. But we have an atmosphere like microwave radiation um, is not nearly as uh, high wavelength, right? Like it's or sorry, not nearly as short wavelength in order there to would not be any, the there would not be any microwave radiation yeah right i don't think there would be microwave radiation but anyways continue with your point Kenan, because that's what they're saying is fucking happening in this movie it but melts the golden oh, gate no sorry that's somehow. exactly what i'm agreeing that's what i'm saying like you like i'm agreeing with you you wouldn't get microwave radiation anywhere near the ground because any entering our atmosphere would interact with the upper atmosphere and then do right, the exact yeah. same thing create an aurora borealis that's what I'm saying. Uh, like it's, uh, it wouldn't okay. even make it through to the planet's surface because any any you're getting from yep, yep. emission in space is going to interact with the upper atmosphere the same way that True. you're saying. True. Yes. 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 And but also again to your point, the implication is that microwave radiation is making it to the planet's surface, and that is acting as a giant laser beam, uh, boiling off water, uh, somehow. Um, giving someone a third degree burn, but also melting the steel beams of the Golden Gate Bridge, but not the roofs of cars um, or windows. Mm. So there's a scene where a guy's sitting in his car and he has his arm out the window and the quote unquote beam of radiation hits his arm, burns him. He rolls his window up and he's fine. Then the bridge <laughs> melts and none of the cars melt. But isn't it also it's strange so... that, the, that the, 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 the gap in the atmosphere was only in san francisco yes. like wouldn't it wouldn't it would be over the entire globe so, right? so in this movie they kind of go with the premise that the magnetic field is like weakening and that there's like holes forming in the magnetic field so like there are points goes in the, along with the initial plot hole okay right yeah right. so like there are i guess areas on earth's magnetic field that are weaker than others right like near the poles yeah but i don't think this kind of like isolated tiny hole is a thing that's going to be happening especially in the plot of this movie well like what you were saying and what pace was saying too they occur over the poles because of the shape of the em field which means yeah. like you wouldn't it, you wouldn't end up with holes in it appearing like swiss cheese they would just become weaker at the points at which they're already weakest and then it would yes, slowly right. progress yeah. over the course of the planet in an even attitude the only way for it to happen would be for the magnetic field the polarity of our planet to ch to re to change and for one of those poles to suddenly be under san francisco yeah in order for this right, to happen exactly. it's just not it's not how any of this works yeah it's uh it's very dumb man it's they also fucking okay hold on there's so many things in this fucking movie <laughs> they also use uh like gps to like locate where they are yes on the earth which, <laughs> how does GPS work without like magnets? Aren't you using you're using satellites, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're using, using satellites. satellites. Yes. Are the satellites uh -huh. going to penetrate the fucking Earth down to the mantle? No, like your signal that doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't think so. It's gigantic layers of metal, right? 
there's no delay. They're communicating with Houston with a radio yeah, signal, somehow. which yes. makes no fucking sense. There's absolutely no delay in their in their communication. Anything that would require that amount, like the 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 power required to get through the Earth's crust and through the mantle back up is not going to be received by the antenna itself. Like the sig- the, right. the 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 force of that signal would be too powerful for you to do anything with it in order to actually make it through mm. the planet. Mm. Yeah. I was actually reading an article where someone was talking about this and they were like, if you were sending a signal from that ship back to Houston, you would blow a hole through them. Yes, <laughs> with, you would like, kill them. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so there's that. Also, I forgot to talk about um, how they're seeing while they're drilling through mm-hmm. this. And I know we're kind of jumping around, but this movie, literally you just pick a scene and you just talk about the fucking bad science. And yes. They have this device that Aaron Eckhart has made that he says works like a CT scan. Oh my God. Okay. I love this. What he says when he's making it where they basically can see outside of the ship, they get like a signal, I guess from the CT machine that they've hooked up on the outside of their ship. So first he says that then while they're in the ship, he says it's an MRI, which is completely different than a CT. Yep. Cause the CT I'm pretty sure uses x-rays, right? Uh, I believe that's correct. And an MRI. Certainly I'm going to double doesn't. check, but I'm pretty sure a CT scan uses x-rays where an MRI uses magnets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uses x-rays. Um, so correct. One, when he's first fucking making it, he's literally like talking to Hillary Swank about it. And he's like, yeah, this machine can see through uh, three feet of lead. Um, and <laughs> he's just standing in front of it. <laughs> So I'm like, <laughs> it's just launching x-rays, which wouldn't penetrate three feet of lead anyways. It would be like gamma rays just right through his body yep. because he's standing in front of the fucking machine. And then two, he calls an MRI, which is completely different. It's using magnetics mm-hmm. to actually see what's going on. So I don't understand how any of this would fucking work. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Also, you would just be like boiling people with this not boiling but you would be like zapping with radiation it's just unreal oh guys this whole movie it's gross yeah it's fucking yeah i also have serious qualms about the generation of uh the the laser generator that they use obviously for blasting holes through rock um (laughs) when when like in order to produce anything of that strength in order to cut through all of the materials that they would be encountering in the earth's core the laser that they're using would have to be like 40 times the size that it actually is in the, yeah. in the housing that it is. And the amount of uh, the, the amount of power it would use would be absolutely staggering. Yeah. It's also like when people say, talk about like stuff getting vaporized and shit like that, you're not like destroying matter, you know, you're just converting it into yeah. like, if you're heating something so intense that it's all turning into a gas or something, then like that the particles don't necessarily occupy less space yes like if you're drilling into the earth you have to do something with the stuff that you are now blasting you're blasting a hole into the earth that that stuff has to go somewhere yep you're not just like moving through it yeah you know it doesn't make any sense yeah you need to be moving i guess that's what the impellers on the sides are for like that molt that liquid i guess that you're now creating uh, i yeah. i has to be moved to like the back of the ship otherwise there's a lot of pressure i would think there'd also be mm-hmm. a lot of compensatory pressure that would keep you from going anywhere i don't know we're barking onto this like long rabbit hole of 
how it would even be possible for them to move through the center of the earth. Never mind so that they end up in a geode in the middle of the earth, which the the idea of there being an empty space under that amount of it's pressure, absurd. no matter what is sur- like is surrounding it is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Like it would completely collapse. It wouldn't be open. Yes. because there's so much fucking pressure. It's like also, it's just it's like squeezing an egg. Like it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's a good this metaphor. whole movie, like man. That. This this movie has the fucking dumbest shit in it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of bad science. It's true. It's actually we've reached a, a point with this movie where there's so much bad science in it. It's hard for us to stay. Afloat. hard for us to stay up afloat pace did you have more of a directional way that we can Here's put our ire the only thing that really left that i wanted to mention aside from what you guys have already talked about and what we've covered is um i don't think this has been mentioned they they did they did say that um in the movie that the earth's core was the same size of mars i think they said that That's true um <laughs> yeah they did yeah. say that and so i I just wanted to say to our audience who listens to the show for scientific accuracy, it's a morning. Uh, it's not. It's not true. The, <laughs> Mars is much bigger than the Earth's core. Thanks for clearing. Why that would they lie to us about that base? The same reason that they lie throughout the entire movie, Sean. The same thing that we do every day is to try to take over the Earth. All they do is lie bad, in this film. Bad movies. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty much. It's wild. I actually okay. I thought of a directional thing we could talk about. Okay, I want to hear because. Okay. One, okay, what if something happened to the Earth's magnetic field, right? Okay. Like, yep. what mm-hmm. actually happened? So what does the magnetic field really do for us? So the sun emits what, like Pace said, it emits ions, cosmic radiation, Plasma. like solar winds, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. X-rays, etc. And these are all charged particles. And because the Earth has a magnetic field, this helps deflect or neutralize these charged particles before they hit the earth. And what's really important is that it helps get rid of these or neutralize these particles before they hit the atmosphere of the earth, Mm -hmm. because the atmosphere is all of the gases that we breathe in to like live. And it protects us from UV radiation and stuff like that. So if you had no magnetic magnetic sphere, you would have a lot more, uh, stripping away of the actual atmosphere of Earth mm-hmm. because at the upper levels of the atmosphere, all of these ions would be just like bombarding it all the time from the sun. Right. And it would start stripping it away because it would like excite the gases. Like they would start eventually like being essentially blown off the Earth. Yeah. Um, so you would get a stripping of the atmosphere. You wouldn't necessarily have no atmosphere because there are planets that do have atmospheres that don't have a magnetic sphere, but it's based on one your location relative to the sun. The sun, yeah. And mm-hmm. two, it's based on how big your planet is because the reason yep. you have an atmosphere is because the gases on like those particles near the Earth are being pulled in by the gravitational field of the Earth. Right. So like if you have a tiny planet, you have less... At- like the moon doesn't have an atmosphere because it's too small Whereas to have an atmosphere. something like Jupiter is an incredibly large celestial body and is able the one of the reasons it's a gas giant is because it's literally surrounded by a sea of gases pulled in by its very large very dense core Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and uh so just like an example jupiter and saturn and neptune they all have magnetic spheres they also have atmospheres Mm -hmm. so there are other plants with magnetic spheres they just like it 
like so the earth's core and the core of these planets obviously like we only have theories as to what these cores are made of mm-hmm. because you know one we can't look at the earth's core but we can at least study stuff about the crust on the earth um and on jupiter people think that there's i was looking up there's this stuff called uh liquid metal hydrogen have you ever heard about that because i saw that term and i was like this sounds fake yeah but i was looking uh-huh. it up and apparently there's like some theory that under this like super intense pressure you get liquid hydrogen and it behaves like a metal almost in the at the intense pressures that it's under so it rotates and creates a magnetic field even though it's hydrogen oh my god really yeah so that's like a theory of like what jupiter's core is made of Hmm. but Interesting. anyways yeah so but but the point is that other planets Love have physics. magnetic fields um yeah it's wild but really earth's magnetic field um getting rid of the cosmic radiation it's really because earth is so close to the sun relative to jupiter and saturn and stuff right um those planets don't actually really need those magnetic i mean it doesn't really there's no life on those planets but if there was it's not that the magnetic field is actually like keeping all these cosmic rays away like they have these massive atmospheres so Mm -hmm. anyways i just figured like what would actually happen is eventually our atmosphere would get diminished and that would cause problems for life on earth because without an atmosphere you can't live no but it would be not necessarily instantaneous um and you definitely wouldn't just get boiled alive by the sun's rays there would be more radiation but it wouldn't be like microwaves yeah i mean what what you would be exposed to is like because the magnetosphere, like you're saying, deflects solar wind, but it also deflects cosmic rays. So what you would literally be exposed to would be the background radiation of the universe. These are just charged particles flying through the universe at the speed of light. So, right. and, which on the edge of gamma rays and all these other things. And then they were, really the problem is when, is when they begin reacting with particles on the planet's Earth. That's when you have issues with mm-hmm. radiation. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, like when astronauts go to space, we've talked about this a ton. When astronauts are in space, they're getting bombarded with this radiation Mm -hmm. because they're outside of the Earth's. Well, depends how far they go. But if you were like going to Mars or something, you would get bombarded with this radiation. And like it doesn't like just vaporize you instantly, but it is going to increase your risk of developing things like cancer and stuff like that, because those are going to be interacting with particles in your body. Yeah. And well, and also the other the other point, too, is like, again, you're not going to be murdered by these things through you're not going to be vaporized. But, you know, if there's a solar flare, you can die nigh immediately from radiation poisoning so you can receive yes. lethal doses of radiation during solar eruptions that would kill you mm-hmm. and the same is mm-hmm. true of any astronauts that go to the moon like sean is saying like if you have right. astronauts out on the moon walking the moon during a particularly large solar eruption they can just die yeah that would be pretty rough yes well shit so yeah so the whole premise of if the earth didn't have a magnetic field yes bad stuff would happen not the stuff that's portrayed in this movie no you wouldn't get a death ra- a death ray from the sky yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but i figured it'd be good to cover that because that's sort of like the general science yeah, principle of this so. movie like as far cool. as blowing blowing up the core i have fucking no idea what the hell a nuclear warhead would do in the core of the earth i literally I probably like cause a lot of I don't even know. Would it cause eruptions? I would, Probably not. I would think that you would actually cause a lot of like, you would cause a lot of seismic issues on the surface of the planet. Yeah, disruption. Yeah, seismic disruption. Because all of these yeah. things are yeah. theoretically under pressure. So assuming that you can take an indestructible egg down to the center of the universe, or center of the universe, Jesus fuck, 
uh, the center <laughs> of the planet and then set off a nuclear weapon in the mantle, that would be expanding. Like it's not just sending out waves. It's also ex- rapidly expanding. So that's a, that's yeah. a whole yep. other issue. You're literally yep. blowing blowing holes in the mantle and all that matter has to go somewhere. Yep. Yeah, it's it's dumb, man. This movie's dumb. <laughs> movie sucks thank you very much uh to my sister megan for recommending this terrible fucking movie so helpful i think this is the first time we've actually had a movie with so much bad science that like we don't even know where it's like you it broke my brain there was so much bad science yes i 100 percent agree with that pace you got any more directionality to this i don't yeah no i think we've done a lot of I'm spent uh, done a lot of done a lot of talking yeah let's it's you know what to... Let's rate this bitch. Rate the bad boy. This bad boy. Hell yeah. All right. I don't want to go yet. <laughs> I've been talking I can go. so much. Yeah, I can go. I, I think this was a bad movie. Um, what? For lots of reasons. I'm I thought the science was bad. with your assessment. I'm, I'm going to give it a one out of five, which will surprise no one. Um, for the completely unrealistic scenario that follows with the sudden halting of the core spinning Mm -hmm. and the only credit i'm really going to give it is for they they put a little bit of effort i read i mean minimal into a demonstrating a slight understanding as to some of the uh subsequent effects of this like with uh like with the aurora borealis Mm -hmm. and uh, i i i mean (sighs) No, hey, so you're allowed there. to just you're just allowed to shit on them. It's fine. Yeah. Thanks. Um, for the entertainment, I'm a, a two. I mean, the the writing was terrible. It's a tricky one. It was, it was very bad writing. Now, but it's it was also hard to look away most of the time because it was just you're just watching this just like shit show unfold in front of you, uh, which which was mildly entertaining. So, uh, I'm I feel good about my two out of five rating. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'll take that. Okay. Sean, what about you? Are you going to get me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have given movies a zero out of 10 because they've had no science in them at all. This movie has so much quote unquote science, but they do such a bad job. I'm literally going to give them a, I'm going to give them a 0. 0.0001 out of 10. <laughs> That's what I'm giving yeah. them because they have, put more science in this movie than I think like half of the movies we fucking watched. Yeah. But they did so bad that it almost deserves a zero, but I don't want to bring the zeros down, you know? So I'm giving them a point oh 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 one out of ten for science. And for entertainment, I'm gonna give it like a three out of ten. It's like very bad, but there are some there's some merit to bad movies, honestly, I think. So if you like watching bad movies it's it's a bad one (laughs) it's a bad one (laughs) it's action-packed for a bad movie like it's Mm -hmm. not boring you're just like what the fuck is happening yes so yeah yeah three out of ten i would agree with that um kenan what about you man we do we do science first uh i'm gonna give this movie um this is a science podcast i'm gonna give this movie the smallest possible number as close to zero as you can get for the science. (laughs) So whatever is 
just adjacent to zero. Now, we could um, argue negative numbers, so we could say negative of, of, of infinity, right? But we go from zero to five on this podcast. So I'm going to give it, well, as like, if you're zero, take a small step to the right. That's what this movie is in regards to the science. <laughs> Entertainment, four out of five, 100%. <laughs> so, so fucking nice. funny to watch. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, I wanted to I do... Go ahead, go ahead. What were you going to say? I do love that Stanley Tucci just smoking cigarettes the entire Yeah, Yeah, that time. was hilarious. And in this completely airtight uh, right. ship that they're in, beneath the ce- in the center of the earth, just continuing to smoke cigarettes. You... And uh, he's fucking recording himself, like get traveling so through the earth, good. and yeah. also as he's about to die, it was the fucking best. I such love a that huge scene. ego. Uh-huh. I want to say Ugh. so. I'm going to say two things. One of them has to do with the science. The other one has to do with the entertainment. But I'm going to do entertainment first because this is important okay. to get out. DJ Qualls has a very specific niche that he fills in Hollywood, and I really appreciate what he does a lot. Everyone else in this movie does a really terrible job doing the actors of what they're doing. Aaron Eckhart is a good actor, but that happens later, whatever. Stanley Tucci and DJ Qualls are pulling the weight of this film. I was going to say, Stanley Tucci fucking crushed yes. this movie. He is by far <laughs> my favorite character. A hundred percent. These are the two movie. best roles. Oh, yeah. Man. The other thing that I wanted I to say is, and this didn't really hit me uh, until now, but we were thinking about this, but in regards to the science... You guys mentioned that in this film, at the very end, they outrun the nuclear blast uh, by taking a bunch of wires and just pasting them to the side of the ship because they're saying that the ship can convert heat into electricity, directly into electricity. This breaks the second law of thermodynamics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> this, yeah, no, it's fucking so dumb. This film it's like- breaks one of the most inherent laws to science that we have. They also break the matter cannot be created or destroyed. They fucking just blast a hole in a mountain with a giant laser and it's like there's no rubble, there's nothing. Debris like, just, or there's no there's no like, large smoke cloud, there's no yeah. There's nothing. They're just like, "Oh yeah, the matter's just gone now." And you're like, "That doesn't happen." This is a movie that we can say is not physically possible because literally it breaks Correct. the laws of physics. Huh. Also, they Thanks. they they had a simulation during their training of what it would be like to go through the center of the earth or to travel to the core. How how would they have been able to predict what, how do they simulate? <laughs> they don't. Pace, going don't, into the I, core. I don't pace. I don't pace. They used a fucking CT scanner to see outside the yeah, ship in yeah. the core. No, I, don't, I, like, I know. I know. Sean, right. I'm going to re- break form here for a second. And I do want to ask, do you have any quotes for this film? Shit, dude. I actually do have some quotes. Hold on. I Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. I've got a good one. Gotta go. That I would like to introduce. As, if well, why don't you do the why don't you do the fucking jingle? Okay, what uh, genre of music would you guys like? Uh, um, let's see, country. But good, I think country. I've done country. Before. Oh, you know you're right. You have done country. How about um, how about EDM? Oh fuck. Okay, can you give me a beat? Uh, wow, yes. wow, wow. <laughs> that was no, that was dubstep. <laughs> Pace, give me some house. <laughs> That was really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the quote segment. The core has two quotes on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the first one is from Dr. Joshua Keys, and he says, Feel free to throw up. I know I do. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> All right, that's weird. You, you do throw up. Good to know. Oh, yes. 
Uh, and the other one is uh, Josh Keys and Comrade, Z- uh, sorry, Conrad Zimsky going get a little back and forth. Uh, that's Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. He goes, I need you to confirm my results, sir. Young man, do you have any idea who I am? <laughs> yes, I do, sir. Please read this. What's it about? The end of the world. <laughs> and then Stanley Tucci proceeds to actually read it <laughs> and not go, oh, you're a lunatic. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> You've accosted yeah. me outside of an event that I just hosted. You're probably normal. Please enter my and home. told me about the end of the world. Yeah, that's fucking. So the qu- those are the quotes. The quote that I had is just good because it's one of the best representations of uh, meaningless science jargon that we've ever seen in a film. Um, and it's a scene where uh, Aaron Eckhart character says, okay, torque equals R cross F, but you have to integrate over the volume. What's the bulk oh modulus God. of liquid iron? That was a very painful. These are two of the best physicists in the entire yeah, world. And they had one of them say, right? like, if you had taken a couple of barely related physical terms and smashed them together and just said them back to back. It is it's so bad. We have to what's stop the, talking What's about the equation movie? for torque again? This I can't remember. movie is a masterpiece of stupidity. Yeah. I'm revising bad. my entertainment to five out of five. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Everyone should see this film. Great. We did it. it should should okay, we go into some listener questions? Yes, please, Pace. Please okay. save me from this movie. Well, you know, we didn't have a whole lot. Um, but I will say on Twitter, well, on Twitter, we didn't have a whole lot. Uh, you guys can speak to other mediums. Um, we did have one uh, comment on this film from Twitter from uh, Bart Hoffman. Um, so thank you, Bart, friend of the show. Very good friend of the show. And he uh, comments, this movie was as good for me as fracking is for the environment. <laughs> explain, to, explain to us why doing this is bad. Fracking or detonating nuclear bombs underground. Well, Bart, uh, you bring up a good point. This movie, well, this movie is bad for you. This movie was great for Kenan, apparently, but he likes bad movies, it. which I think a lot of people do like bad movies, so that's fine. But, you know, f- fracking is essentially the use of highly pressurized, I think it's, it's like water. You, you, you drill a pipe into the ground and then you like send down a mixture of like water, sand, chemicals and things mm-hmm. in order to release to like break up shale underground to release nat- natural gas. It's a way of harvesting natural mm-hmm. gas uh, from, from the ground in a more efficient way. There are some associated risks with doing that, though. And, and that could be uh, the potential uh, contamination of groundwater that, that supplies you know, our, our, our drinking water sources, as well as the release of, of uh, toxic gases like, like benzene right. uh, from, from, from the ground. And just the you know general de- de- uh, destabilization uh, of of the crust. So it's it's a controversial topic, and there are actual there are multi- there are scientific studies that that say both um, it's fine, there's no issue with it, and that it causes huge harm. It's 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 tricky, but uh, I, I think it's it's safe to say it's a heavily risky procedure. Uh, and and not sustainable over the long term for energy production. Fracking is bad, and we shouldn't do it. Is the official stance of no. the real science cast? No, it is. It is. Sorry, I'm trying to get just give that objective sort of. Overview, I totally but, understand. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah. as you said, like the public health risks, risks associated with fracking are absolutely insane beyond like standard contamination, noise, air pollution. There's some evidence to show that like deep water fracking can trigger earthquakes. Um, but there's yeah. actual 
uh, hazardous birth and uh, pregnancy outcomes in general associated with fracking in areas because of the level of contamination you get to the groundwater in areas that are where there's a lot right. of fracking. Like there's people, right. people are getting sick and dying because of fracking. Frack. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> were you uh, sitting on that one a little bit? That was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Saw cool. those wheels a turning. Was that from Battlestar Galactica? Is that where frack started? I feel like I it think. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, also detonating a nuclear bomb would be really bad underground because, you know, you could potentially cause earthquakes and stuff. It's just, not, it's just you know, when has detonating a nuclear bomb ever been good? It's never been be a good honest, idea. Right? Yeah, it's never been know, good not. for anyone ever. It's never been good, except for in the movie Armageddon, and I guess this movie. But that's Except it. for the Incredible Hulk, who is uh, formed uh, due to a large exposure of gamma radiation from a nuclear blast. Mm. Thank you, Bruce Banner, for your sacrifice. <laughs> Yes, and thank you for your question. Do we have more? We got a question. Yeah, we got one from Megan Smith. Who's that? It's your sister. Mm-hmm. And Megan is also the one who suggested this yep. movie. This so Megan, I think, I in a more succinct way of saying it, is is the one that saddled us with the task of going through this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Smiths have sort of aligned to take down the podcast, both from the inside and outside. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so Megan has sort of two things. The first one says amethyst is supposed to be a crystal for tranquility. Oh God. If part of the earth's core is amethyst, why it's so angry? Can it? Uh, crystal science is not real. That's made up and it's fake. So that's why the earth is still upset. I'm sorry. Okay. Megan, I'm really sorry that you had to find out this way. Well, Kenan, I think you're forgetting about the power of positive thinking. In the scientific basis of, <laughs> there, of that, the placebo right? effect does not work for the core. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the then Megan says, "My real question is, quote, follow the whales. Is this true? Oh, the thing where they're like, can they follow the whales because the whales are reactive to the, the sonar signal they emit? Or yeah, something? I mean, I guess like in the film they're trying to. So what Megan's referring to is in the film." They notice whales early on uh, around their ship, and then they make the assumption that the noise that the ship is making is attracting the whales because they, it, it's like emulating whale song. And so in the film, DJ Qualls, uh, the brilliant man himself, puts together that they can find uh, Aaron Eckhart and Hillary Swank underwater because their ship is creating this effect and causing whales to circle around them. So... Um, much so like no. vultures circula- circling a corpse, these whales are indicating where they can be found. And it's not possible. That's there's that's so dumb. I mean, if you're using the fake made-up science of the film, then yeah, that would work fine. Um, I think also the premise that you could emit a signal that whales can uh, hear and that they would then congregate towards it is buck wild. Like, that doesn't necessarily hold true. You know, yeah. like, you don't know what you're... Like, they could be like, oh, shit, there's some weird shit happening over there. I'm going to stay away right. from that. It's some like, Snow White-ass level shit of being able to emulate <laughs> the sounds that animals make and have them think that it's, you know, interactive in any way whatsoever. Yeah, it's like me meowing at my cat and expecting him to be like, oh, yeah, so you want me to stop, <laughs> like, shitting everywhere or whatever. You know, like, it doesn't... That just because you can make the sound that something makes doesn't mean that they're going to respond the way you want them to. So, yeah. But thanks for your question, Megan. So one more quick note before we sign off regarding the uh, the fracking conversation. I did a little bit of digging, and it's just worth noting that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, complicated bias and unethical bias in regards to a lot of the research that comes out in that in that organ in that sort of uh, industry. Which so the Marcellus 
Shale Coalition, which is a fossil fuel trade coalition uh, association, um, has basically been pumping up uh, researchers at prominent universities uh, and and paying them to publish quote unquote findings uh, that some of these uh, that there's there's no harmful effects of fracking. So Very it's cool. it's just something else that is is worth pointing out about the corruption in our energy production industry. So it's really cool. It's great. It's really Fun. an absolute nightmare to scientists who are actually trying to carry out science for the betterment of understanding and the planet and people in general. Uh, when scientists who are very only concerned about the bottom line are doing bad science or fake science mm-hmm. to make money. And mm-hmm. as a member of the scientific community, I want to apologize to everyone. Yeah. We don't have any more questions though, right? I don't think so. I think we have to announce the next film that we're going to watch. We do. I think, yes, that is true. Okay, so the next film we are going to watch mm-hmm. is Doom. Why? Because Why? this was one of the films suggested by our patron, Jeremy Montoya. Hey. Newest Jeremy, patron. newest patron, thank you for being a patron. We really appreciate it. If you, like Jeremy, like the show and want to support us on Patreon, just look up Real Science Cast. You can send us your bucks if that's something you want to do. Um, and we really appreciate it. And if you do that, you also get to send in three... Uh, movie suggestions and we will pick one to cover on the show so jeremy uh sent us doom 28 weeks later and donnie darko and kenan said he's never watching donnie darko again so we decided to do doom (laughs) 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 i stand by my statement um but yeah so jeremy thank you again thank you Uh, we really appreciate it so yeah in two weeks right so that's fucking what what the hell date is it kenan may 6th may 6th our episode on doom will be airing hell yeah so get us your questions about doom i guess i'm really excited to watch this film our returning champion of the podcast dwayne the rock johnson is going to be in it and it's going to be absolutely amazing i also we're very excited i also want to thank jeremy very much for some of the work that he's been doing uh pumping up our podcast so uh you guys can do us a massive favor if you like the show and you know you don't have those sweet sweet money dollars to throw us through our way that's totally fine but if you could tell us, tell someone about the show, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, yell about us on Twitter, yell about us on Live Journal, and retweet our tweets, all that good shit. Uh, it helps us a lot. It goes a, a long way. And then more people can find us. And then one day, Brendan Fraser will hear of our podcast, and then he will bankroll this bad boy <laughs> directly into the sun. He we will. will have, but we will have really ascended there. That's like. really what we want. And then we will become the Mummy Cast. And that, that'll be it. We'll convert our brand over completely. We're never watching The Mummy, In order by the to support way, Brendan Fraser exclusively. Yeah. Wait, Pace, I think you mean we're never watching The money, Mummy unless Brendan Fraser is giving oh, us well, the money. Oh, well, of course. That's if true. that happens, yeah. we'll watch, we'll watch yeah. The Mummy 1 through 17. Well, he you only know, gets three suggestions. But if he, if, he, if he gets on the Patreon <laughs> and gives us Mummy 1, Mummy 2, Mummy 3, then, yeah, you know, we're here for it. We have to pick one of them. It's also just some, you know, any support that you can give us is also particularly helpful in this during this time of, of self isolation and quarantining because people aren't listening to podcasts as much. So nobody's driving their uh, cars, and they should not be nope. unless you have to. In which case, please be safe and listen to our podcast in your car. Yeah, also that. Okay. Well, also thank you to Otis McDonald for the use of his song "Otis Third Blimp" as the intro and outro of our show. Mm-hmm. Otis, my man, and. Dog. Uh, yeah, I guess if you have any questions for the boys that you want read on the show, send them into realsciencecast at gmail.com, tweet at realsciencecast, or post on our Instagram or Facebook. And as always, if you have any questions for cats, 
or cat related, send it to real science cats <laughs> at gmail.com. To, to, to be clear, we don't employ any cats on this show, okay? <laughs> Sorry, about cats, not for cats. I listen, for- if you want to direct a question to a cat, I will ask a cat for you. <laughs> I'll ask Mowgli. Mm-hmm. I have a cat in here now. Kelly's cat, Calypso, is uh, in this room and three times during the recording dug her claws into my thigh. So she clearly has something to say. <laughs> I think that's everything, though, right? Should we end the show? I think that's it. We should. I have to go to the lab. Okay. Boo. I love you guys and everyone listening. Love you, too. Okay. Is that how we sign off? I think. Is that it? <laughs> I'm just... Uh, my name's Kenneth kinda... Smith. It hey, is now. Is... <laughs> okay, wait, do it again, Kenneth. Do it again. My name's Kenneth Smith. <laughs> my name is Sean Crossan. My name's Michael Pace. We love you. Then you don't need good... Oh, God, fuck. You don't need good science to make a good good movie. But just a little bit of effort would have made it a lot better. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You need some science. You need something. Fuck. We love you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clap again. Do I it. Clap it and then just disclaim us. Okay. D- All right. Disclaim. Which claim? Disclaim. Di- mm-hmm. That's dumb. <laughs>